This is episode four of Study Acupuncture with me, and today we talk about yin and yang. Welcome to Study Acupuncture with me, Richard Lai, doctor of physical therapy, acupuncturist. Each week I bring you acupuncture broken down to help you unlock the keys to passing the board exam and becoming the best acupuncturist ever. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get right into it. Kobe Bryant said, we can always kind of be average and just do what's normal. I'm not in this to do what's normal. So this podcast is not your average acupuncture podcast. It's a combination of entrepreneurial motivation, acupuncture study content, and I'm also going to start adding clinical skill integration. The information that I provide you is directly related to the NCCAOM board exam. If you're not already, go to the nccaom.org, click directly into the exam preparation center, and download and print those exam content outlines. I don't care what year, year, year that you're in. I don't care if you're in your first year, second year, or your last year. If you're in your last year, you better have already printed those out. But anyway, use that as a guide during your schooling. Because once you review those content outlines, you'll notice that the majority of the test, the foundations test, revolves around pattern syndrome differentiation. Specifically, eight principles, Zongfu organs, meridian channels, six stages, four levels, five elements, qi blood body fluids, triple burner. In the following podcast, I am going to go through each of those, but today I'm only going to talk about yin yang from the eight principles. So first we have to know about the four aspects of yin and yang. So they are opposition, interdependence, mutually consuming, intertransformation. So what's the first one? What's opposition? So yin and yang are, I'm sorry, yin and yang. There's no pronunciation of yang. It's yin and yang. So yin and yang are in opposition to each other. So if you're a superhero nerd like me, you understand that the forces of good versus the forces of darkness is what revolves around the superhero, supervillain universe. So, but what you may have noticed is that all superheroes are not absolutely good, and also no villains are absolutely bad. This is the same as yin and yang. Nothing is only yin, and nothing is only yang. Right? You can only describe something as yin or yang when you're comparing it to something else. For example, like up and down. Right, The head is more yang because it's more up than the feet. If you do temperature, for example, the temperature in December in Florida, Texas, Arizona is more yang than the temperature in Maine or Massachusetts. So next, let's talk, let's talk about interdependence. Interdependence means that one cannot exist without the other. This is super romantic, if you think about it. Like if you have someone in your acupuncture school that you're interested in, send them a Valentine's Day card. Like right on there, um, just as yin and yang are interdependent, so are you and I. I cannot exist without you. Something like that. Anyway, like inter, um, so interdependence. Interdependence is like day and night, right? Day only exists because there's night, right? Just like Batman. 
Batman and Joker, right? Joker only exists to fight Batman. So that's what interdependence means. So ne next, let's talk about mutually consuming. So yin and yang, right? Yin and yang is like this constantly moving dynamic energies, right? They're never static, right? They're constantly adjusting to each other. And they're either like growing or going into excess or they're just consuming each other, right? It's never 50-50. They mutually consume each other until they reach like this imbalance, right? This imbalance is what I like to call pathologically homeostatic, right? So there's four types of this pathological homeostasis or this imbalance. Machiocha likes to use the word preponderance, which I just want to tell you first, preponderance means excess. So there's four types of imbalance. First, there's preponderance of yin or excess of yin. Then there's preponderance of yang. There's weakness of yin. And then there's weakness of yang. So in the case of like preponderance of yang, right, an excess of yang, when there's an excess of yang, it's going to consume, it's going to eat up the yin, right? For example, if you add like a lot of heat to something, right, you add a lot of heat to your body, what's going to happen? You're going to sweat, right? Your body fluids are going to dry up. You'll sweat everything out until your lips are dry and chapped and your skin is dry and, you know, all that jazz. So that's when excess of yang consumes the yin. When there's excess of yin, right, like if you have a lot of edema in your body, you're going to slow down, right? You're going to become sluggish, right? Or sick, right? That's make That means less yang. What about weakness of yin and weakness of yang, right? It's easier to think about this when you take out the word weakness and you just put in the word deficit, right? If yang becomes weak or there's deficient yang or a deficit of yang, then in relation, yin would be more prevalent, right? Have you heard of the word empty cold, Right? This is what it means. This is what is meant by empty cold, right? Because yang is a warming energy, right? So when there's not enough yang or there's a lack of yang or there's a deficient yang or there is weakness of yang, what would happen? It would cause cold, right? This cold is an empty kind of cold or a deficient kind of cold, right? Because it's the lack of warm that's making it cold right take a second to think about that the temperature in a room may be cold because there's no heat so the cold in the room is because of a lack of heat another word for that is empty cold or deficiency cold right so let's talk through like a similar example if there's empty cold, right, that means there must be also full cold, right? Full cold. So what's full cold? What are the factors that make full cold? It means that there's an excess of cold, that there's so much cold that it takes over, right? And it consumes the heat. So there is a preponderance of cold, like how Machiocha says. So let's talk about another example. Like, what do you think are the factors for empty heat? Right? So it means your patient has heat in the body. But what's the heat coming from? 
it's coming from a lack of cold, right? It's empty heat, right, arising from a lack of cold. In, mo in most cases, like this is what's known as yin deficiency, right? What's, what's yin? Yin is cooling, right? Yin anchors yang, right? Yin is more cooling than yang, right? So if someone is yin deficient, and yin is supposed to like keep, yin, keep yang in check, like it's supposed to anchor yang. So without yin, yang is just free to be like hot, right? So the heat that your patient experiences, that one comes from an empty heat. So it's the lack of cold making it hot. All right, lastly, let's talk about intertransformation. So an easy example of what intertransformation is, is the transition from daytime to nighttime and vice versa. So picture the sunset in your head, right? Picture the bright orange sun, picture that sun disappearing behind the horizon, picture the daylight and all that orangey light just like starting to disappear. And picture like the dark sky starting to form, right? So there's still like elements of day and there's still some elements of night. So the daylight is transforming into the night. This is the same image of the yin yang symbol, right? Light turning into darkness, but there's still that element of light in the dark and there's still the element of dark in the light. That's the symbol of the circles, right? The white circle and the black, the black circle and the white. So what does all this mean? What does all of this mean? It means that according to yin yang, right? In the aspects of the eight principles, you're going to have to diagnose your patient and determine what their pathology comes from, right? In terms of yin and yang, right? Whether there's an excess of yin or yang, or weakness of yin or yang. From there, you can make a determination for your treatment plan or your treatment principle. But like, remember, yin yang, yin yang aspect of the eight principles is only one part of your diagnosis, right? There's also the zhang fu organ theory, channel theory, six principles, four levels, etc., etc. Everything that I named before. So with yin-yang, generally, like once you diagnose, you have four treatment strategies based on whether you diagnose it as excess yin or excess yang or deficit in yin or deficit of yang, right? So if you diagnose that the person has a deficit in yang, what do you do? You strengthen yang, right? You tonify yang. If the patient has a def deficit in yin, what do you do? You tonify yin or you strengthen yin. If they have like a preponderance of yang or an excess of yang, you reduce yang. And if they have a preponderance of yin or an excess of yin, then you reduce yin. So let me give you like a uh, some case clinic examples. So let's say you have a patient who comes into your clinic and they complain of coldness. Right? She says that she always has to cover up with blankets and sweaters, and she gets so fatigued 
that she can't make it through the day without taking a nap. In fact, she has to lie down, curled up. She specifically says that. On top of all that, she has loose stools and she feels weak. Like her arms, her legs, she just feels weak. So what does she have? And, and what can you do for them? Right. So in this case, our patient has what is known as spleen-yang deficiency. Okay, so this is a combination of the eight principles with yin-yang and the zong-fu theory. So like, do you see, though, the yang deficiency, right? Yang, what's its element? What's its nature? It's warming, right? Yang is energy. This patient came in, she's complaining of coldness, fatigue, right? So that's that yang deficiency. She's also complaining of loose stools, right? And she's complaining of weak arms. She's complaining that she wants to lie down curled up. That's the textbook definition of spleen, right? And specifically, spleen-yang deficiency. Because the spleen-yang isn't warming the body. It's not sending qi, you know, fluid to the, to the um, arms. And it's not performing its yang function of transforming, remember T and T, transforming and transporting. So that's why she has loose stools. So in this case, like, what's your treatment principle? Right, this is a case of spleen yang deficiency. So you strengthen or tonify, aka tonify, the spleen yang. So this was an example of the eight principles yang deficiency case and sang fu theory, right, for pattern syndrome differentiation. Based on the symptoms that the patient presented with, you know, we were able to identify that they had spleen dysfunction. All right, let's do one more case. Let's say you have a patient who has a dry cough, a weak, hoarse voice, dry throat, night sweats, and avoids speaking. And for this one, let's be even more adventurous. Let's add in tongue and pulse. So this person's tongue is dry without coating, and their pulse floating and empty. I say it as if, as if I'm reading the question. This is how I read the questions when I'm answering them, uh, when I'm trying to answer them. I read it with intention to bring it in and see what is going on in the case. So this patient has a dry cough, weak hoarse voice, dry throat, night sweats, and avoids speaking. Their tongue is dry without coating. Their pulse is floating and empty. So what do we have? What jumps out to us? Right? What should jump out to you right away is the night sweats. Right? What is night sweats? And what's dry tongue without coating? Right? This should be like knee-jerk reactions, right? Immediate automatic knee-jerk reaction information, right? When you see these, they should you should be screaming out yin deficiency. Let me ask you like where does yin deficiency come where does yin deficiency come from? Right, when we think about it, right, yin is its body fluids, right? Yin's substance, right? So there's like etiologies that consume body fluids, right, and use up substance. So for example, if you overwork yourself, right, yang excess, what happens? It consumes the yin. Right? Or if you have lifestyle things like smoking, right? Smoking applies heat to your body and it dries out 
So that heat consumes and dries up the body fluids, right? The yin. Another, um, you know, knee-jerk reaction information that we mentioned before should be the pulse. The pulse is floating and empty. So when you palpate a pulse, right? When you palpate it and you feel that it's floating and empty, clear indication for yin deficiency. And if you check out www.studyaccuwithme.com, there's a link for graphics for, for pulses. And I'll link it in the show notes too. So floating pulse is felt with light pressure. So when you put your fingers on the person's skin with light pressure, you should feel the pulse. And as you let your fingers like sink in, and it goes from superficial to middle to deep, you should feel the pulse weaken. It won't be there anymore. You feel it superficially, and when you press deeper from superficial, middle, deep to the bone, it should weaken. That's floating. Now, if you feel from superficial, middle, deep, and you feel it superficially, you feel the pulse superficially, but when you get closer to the bone, as you get deeper, you feel nothing. Right? So when you're in the middle portion and that deep portion, you literally feel nothing, as if nothing's there. So what is that? That's a floating and empty pulse. Right? So that's a textbook definition of yin deficiency. So in this case, we would tonify yin, right? And specifically what? Tonify lung yin, right? Because look at the case. The case has dry cough, right? So that has to do with the lung. Weak, hoarse voice. Weak voice has to do with the lung, right? The coughing has to do with the lung I mentioned. The dry throat has to do with the lung. The night sweating is yin deficiency. The tongue with dry, uh, that's dry without coating, yin deficiency. The pulse that's floating and empty, yin deficiency, right? So there's no fluids moistening the throat, right? That's yin deficiency. So we tonify the lung yin. What's a great point for that? Lung nine, right? So lung nine is the third point on a yin channel, right? So that would make it the source point, which would make it great for tonifying lung yin. All right, so if you really got something out of today's episode, it would really mean the world to me if you just shared that feeling with someone else. Hit the share button, copy the link in a text message, tweet it, share it on Facebook or Instagram. Please put that hashtag in there, study acupuncture with me. I'll find it. I would love to get to know you and know you on your journey. And again, find me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, just for more content and and a deeper look into my life as a husband, physical therapist, and acupuncturist. And before I go, if you wouldn't mind to go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, just leave me a review. It would really help the podcast so much, and I, honestly, I would appreciate it so much. So until next time, God bless, and happy studying.